0: Hey, this is Laura BR and this is The Authentic Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to The Authentic Podcast. I'm your host Lauren and today I have one of my first college friends ever and like one of my role models, favorite people that I really don't get to see enough, Natalie Wilson. So Natalie, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Lauren. I'm so so excited. excited. So before we get started, just kind of let us know a little bit about who you are, your relationship with the Lord. Just kind of give us the foundation of like who is Natalie Wilson, you know?
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, um, Yeah, I'm a believer, a follower of Jesus, first and foremost. Um, That's my biggest identity. But yeah, I go to LSU with some of the best people ever. I do some pretty amazing ministries. Um, I did refuge for the first two years, my freshman and sophomore year. Um, And now I'm doing young life leadership. And it has been so fun just meeting you and meeting so many other people. And yeah, the rest of my time is just taken up with hanging out with friends that I've met through those or um, yeah, just hanging out with unbelievers and going on adventures. (laughs) Oh, fun.
0: So kind of the topic, I guess you'd say this podcast is just about being a believer overseas and studying abroad. So many people listening to this are planning to study abroad in the summer or in the fall um, or sometime in the future or maybe even just want to move overseas one day. and so you last semester, so you brought in France, which is yes. so fun. So kind of give us like a rundown as much as you can. I know that's like going yeah. to say, but <laughs> yeah. kind of just a rundown of that in a few minutes.
1: Okay. Um, well, I had been dreaming about studying abroad or living um, just anywhere since I was really little. I used to stay up at night just dreaming about Aww. like where I would go and not having like a specific idea in place, but just like dreaming about traveling and. Um, so I started looking into it. Our freshman year, we had COVID, so it was just non-existent. And so sophomore year, I started planning. Um, and I first wanted to go to Morocco, but it didn't work out. My family was kind of against it because it's not safe for believers or just for like women in general to be traveling alone. Um, and so that kind of got thrown out the window. But then yeah, through just family and the Lord, Strasbourg, France came up and it just worked out perfectly. I only had heard of the school through one person who was doing his grad school here, um, Archer. I don't know (laughs) if you remember him. Oh my gosh, of course I remember him. He was awesome. Um, And he was just like, you should go there. So I said, okay, and uh, filled out my application. And yeah, I didn't know anybody going in. Um, I think I went to one like in-person orientation meeting, and they were like, raise your hand if you're going to Strasbourg." And there's like, Five different colleges in the city, so I didn't know anybody if they were going to my college specifically. But I just grabbed the first random girl that I saw, and I was like, "Hey, you, like, you want to be roommates?" And uh, yeah, I'll speak into that later. But it was it was amazing, and it worked out well. So
0: yay, that's so fun, and it's also just cool like knowing you since our freshman year. You've always had this like desire to travel and this heart yeah. to like go overseas and stuff, and so it's just cool to see that you got to do that. <laughs> um anyways my roommate just logged in so we had (laughs) pause. but i think i was just kind of saying like just since i've met you like the lord has placed that desire in you and it's just cool to see it getting to be like fulfilled and lived out and i don't know it's just exciting and cool to watch um so how did you see the lord when you were studying abroad and what were some major lessons he taught you which i know this is like a loaded question but just kind of give us some of the major things that we could learn from you from your time abroad
1: yeah um Wow, just a lot. I mean, starting from just the dream being placed in my heart in the first place of um, before I even left, there was a lot of work that the Lord was doing of just like how I had grown up. Uh, My dad is in the Air Force, so we moved every few years. And so I'm used to like, you know, moving to a new place, finding new friends. Um, Sometimes like the friends don't look like me or um, don't come from the same culture. Um, And so just kind of having that background to going into um language skills and then going into a course called perspectives that was offered by the chapel um and a few other churches uh of just learning of like why is it important to go to the nations and i know that's another thing for later but um yeah just truly learning what the lord the bible um desires and learning his heart um it was a huge thing that was just placed on my heart. And every time missions was brought up, I was like, oh my gosh, I know I wanna go, um, but I know that I need to also be here first. And so learning to stay and learning to love well where you're at was a big lesson that I learned even before I left. And then I'd say right off the bat, immediately one of the biggest lessons I learned was dependency on the Lord, cause I didn't know anybody going. This is my first time out of the country, first time out of the country alone, um, so it's completely new environment and, um, yeah, literally right. As I got off of the plane, I depended on like a couple to help me even find where my like uh, luggage was. And then we kind of just walked through the airport and they showed me where the trains were and I had no idea how the trains worked. And so I went eight hours out of my way. So I've been, oh I've been stuck on the plane all day for like 12 or 13 hours. Um, so it felt amazing to walk around and I sat on a train realized I didn't make my connection. And so I went four hours out of my way all the way to the south of France. And I'm like in the middle is where I'm supposed to be in Paris. Um, and so, yeah, after that, got a nice uh, like tour of the countryside. It was, I wasn't <laughs> too upset, but I was just really tired. And then finally made it back to Paris um, late that night. And I had noticed these guys were like looking at me and like pointing and they were just kind of standing in a huddle. And so I stood next to this family with like all of my luggage and I just like fresh off the plane, I'm just like head in the clouds, just in awe of Paris and everything. And, uh, I realized these guys kind of, you know, I don't know, just looking at me and pointing. And so I was just trying to be inconspicuous, trying to stay safe. And I saw like the, how it works is like, your train number will like pop up on the TV and then you go and find your train. And so my train number popped up on the TV and I went to go find my train with like, I had one big suitcase and my backpack and uh, I noticed the guys follow me and it was so scary. Cause I was like, Oh no, <laughs> like, I thought this was going to happen and I'm super scared. I don't know what this is going to lead to. And I got into the train car and I was the only person in the train car. And then they got in behind me. Um, And one guy sat behind me one guy sat in the aisle across from me and then another guy sat in front of me and they didn't have tickets so i was like only your mind can go so far like okay what are they here to do like that could be anywhere from like kidnapping to murder like anywhere in between um and yeah just it can be scary traveling alone and especially knowing that like the like the lord has created this world but evil is definitely living in it um and so i immediately like freaked out and the train starts to leave and I'm stuck in this train car. And like, if I scream, nobody's gonna hear me. And so I immediately just go to the Lord in prayer and I started crying and I was like, Lord, I'm depending on you for my life right now. Like, I know you did not bring me all the way over here and plant this desire in my heart for all these years for this to end now. Um, and so, yeah, I just started praying. And as soon as I said, amen, um, the conductor walked on to the into the train car and check tickets and saw them and was like, okay, you guys are not supposed to be here. And all this was in French. So I also didn't know what he was (laughs) saying. And he was just like yelling at them. And it was a very intense um, interaction. I don't know what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just so thankful for the Lord. And I was like, I've never had to depend on the Lord for my safety that much. Um, We are very fortunate to live in America, even in Baton Rouge. Like Baton Rouge is really scary sometimes too. and yeah, I just, I don't think I had ever put that much trust in the Lord. Um, and then from there on out, right, because it didn't stop at the train. I was like, okay, well, I have to get off of this train and find my house by myself in the dark at 11 p.m. And then, you know, like, go get food and just all of these things where I was like, okay, like, this is what it's like to truly, like, live on your own and to be fully um alienated from everything you know and all the comfort and so I think the biggest lesson I definitely learned was dependency on the Lord even after I had like met friends and had people in community um just like continuing that dependency on like Lord I need to go in your word because I'm not living in a in a world in a culture that is um comforting or um necessarily supporting the Christian values or um like godly relationships and so I had to depend so heavily on uh, the scripture and his holy spirit that was that was like the biggest lesson I know there's a lot and a lot of little ones in between so that's probably the biggest one because it was just like initially so prevalent
0: yeah but yeah those are both so cool I mean that's yeah. like such an incredible story <laughs> and also I mean as much as that was probably scary and horrible it just shows how much we like don't depend on the Lord here in America just because everything is so safe and easy and yeah. comfortable that it's like cool in a sense that you were taken out of your comfort zone and mm-hmm. like had to depend on the Lord in that way. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people talk about just like, you know, the American dream and being like an American Christian is just, you know, kind of a difficult thing if you're mm-hmm. fully living your life for Christ. Um. So it's, I know it wasn't ideal to yeah. be in those situations, but I, <laughs> no. I think it is cool how you like were forced to depend on the Lord and I'm sure you'll probably take that or have taken yes. that back yeah. now. Um, have you noticed yourself like depending on the Lord more now that you're back in America? Yeah,
1: it just made me realize that the comfort is what is distracting. And that's the biggest tool that the devil can use to bring us away from the Lord. And um, since I've been back, I'm just eager for ways to be like, okay, how can I continue to make myself uncomfortable so I can be dependent on the Lord?
0: But, yeah. That's so good. That's very <laughs> needed for me too, because that's one thing I fall into is like desiring comfort, comfort yeah. insecurity, which but, is
1: natural too. Yeah, but, but
0: definitely something I feel like we don't do the best job of like fighting we're like well why yeah. Like we should be comfortable and it's fine and we you know but we're not called to be comfortable and I, I have to remind myself that yeah a lot. me too still um and also your first point too about um just like needing to wait on the Lord I think is also cool and um something that listeners can take into like any situation in life yeah. too yeah um because I know waiting is definitely a hard thing oh yeah Um, and so you spoke a little bit about your roommate and one thing that, um, shout out, I don't know if she's listening, but my friend Charlotte was like, you should really do an episode with Natalie, especially about how she like found community studying abroad Mm -hmm. and kind of how that can be hard. Um, and also a lot of questions I get on this podcast are just like about how to find community because it can even be hard, you know, here in America and in college. Um, so kind of tell us how you found community in a foreign place and, you know, what advice you have for those who are seeking community when it feels hard, when it feels hopeless. Mm -hmm
1: yeah just laying the groundwork setting yourself up for success i was um before i even left as like, i know from leaving this bubble of just rich community i'm gonna be so thirsty where i know i'm going to a city that's less than one percent believers um and so i reached out to my pastor beforehand and he was able to um send me the links to a few different uh, reformed churches over there. Um, and I tried a few and I tried one the first Sunday and it was a museum. Like it was a cathedral (laughs) as a reformed cathedral, which is amazing. And then it was completely empty and there was like a little gift shop and there was, you know, people popping in and out to take pictures. And there was about four older people sitting in the front row and, um, then a father preaching. It was, it was just, it was really sweet. It was all in French again, so I really was like had to be locked in um, to understand the message. But it was it was just interesting because you go here and there's like mega churches on the corner, um, and so it was a reality shock of like okay, like these were connections that like my pastor had had set up, and you know even over there they're not as rich as maybe I anticipated them to be. But one of them I did find a really amazing just like expository preaching Bible church. Um, it was an international church. It was like non-denominational, which is how I grew up. Um, and so it was super comforting and it was international. So the message was in English and, um, it was just a picture of the nations. And I don't want to say I lucked out because it definitely was like ordained by the Lord. Um, but, Yeah, just doing the work beforehand of like, reaching out to people, seeing if they have connections, not being wary to ask for help, um, but to just be like, hey, I'm going. And uh, I know that this is gonna be hard. And I know that community is not guaranteed. Um, But if there's any chance, like sign me up Um, and just saying yes to everything. I mean, saying yes to all of their uh, like prayer nights or uh, college community group kind of things Um, and just going, and seeing what there is and saying yes to whatever the Lord, you know, gives you time for.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is so good for people who, I mean, if they're studying abroad, great advice, but also as well as just like over here, like if you're struggling to find community, it's really just saying yes. And like going to every um, opportunity that is offered, which I know some people get scared to do and don't want to do, but it's like, it
1: is uncomfortable. (laughs) Yes.
0: And obviously the Lord, A sovereign and will bless you and give you the desires of your heart, but also you need to like put in the effort to be like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm gonna go actually do this on my own, which I've talked about that a few times on here, but I just feel like it's important to reiterate. Yeah. Um, but also I remember you told me this story like when you first came back about your church, like everyone was this the same church where everyone's worshiping in a different language? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah.
1: So I mean the Lord talks about that in scripture about how every nation is gonna come and worship him in heaven and Man, this church was a picture, a glimpse of heaven, because I've never experienced that before um, going into an international church, uh, especially in Europe, where like there's so many refugees and immigrants or just bordering countries that are like all coming into this one church. And so predominantly there was three languages being like worshipped in and and people when we went into like open prayer uh, before the service, it was like in French, English or German. Um, And it was just, I mean, you could feel the Holy Spirit in the room. They Just before every service, we would we would worship and then have a, a moment of silence um, for the Lord to prepare our hearts for what we're about to receive. And then they would allow um, just like anyone to pray in their uh, national language. And um, it is a little bit weird when you're like, okay, I just have to trust that this person is like saying the right thing. Or I just have to trust it like, Um, the Lord truly is speaking through them because I have no idea uh, what they're saying. And um, yeah, it was just beautiful because when they sing or when they're dancing or just like all the little kids from all the nations running around, like going to kids church is like, just, it just made me so happy of like, this is like just a fraction of what the love in heaven is going to look like Um, getting to love on those people too and getting to know their stories and, just opening my perspective a lot of like what it means to be a believer in another language Um going to an English speaking church or going to an international church. Uh, I feel like definitely just softened my heart. So like, again, we are so privileged to even know English as our first language. Like it is so hard um, and it just made me really thankful and just really appreciative of like, yeah, hearing that, um, hearing all the, all the languages, praising the Lord. Cause yeah it's not going to matter one day about what our language is and we're just going to all be shouting um praise to the lord i think that's so amazing that's so cool to picture
0: you know that's incredible so um, obviously that's more of like the believers that you met there, which is mm-hmm. really so cool. I think it feels like it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but did you have the chance to like kind of share the gospel with anyone there who wasn't a believer? I know that's probably maybe something you didn't do. I don't know. Cause you're literally like, just trying to make yeah. your way around safely, but yeah. did you have any opportunities to do that or not really necessarily?
1: Um, I mean, definitely have the opportunity. Just the way that you live your life is simply like an expression. Um, it definitely looked different uh, than it does here. Like, here you can walk up to somebody on the street or, you know, start a conversation and be like, Hey, like, well, have you ever heard about Jesus and like present the gospel to them? Um, it's completely different in Europe. In some places in Europe, it's illegal and you'll actually get thrown oh, in wow. jail. Oh, wow. I didn't
0: wait. did not even know that. Yeah, crazy. it is.
1: It is um, becoming more and more uh, harder just to be a believer and to be a professing believer. Um, and so what it looks like over there is a lot more conversational ministry um, letting your life be the story of Christ and sharing sh- Christ in stories um, and just everything you do pointing to Jesus. So that's definitely my goal. Of course, I fell short of that um, and everybody will. We're all human, but it did look different. But I did get the opportunity to just do that by the way I lived. Like I didn't I didn't drink for the first few months that I was there, I think I was there for five months. And I think I didn't drink for four months because I was like, I know I'm going to be with people that might know Jesus, um, but might also not know Jesus. And this is a way that I can stand out. Um, And that led to a lot of really good conversations. It led to a lot of like, oh, yeah, I'm so down to like, go out and have fun with you. um, But like, let me take care of you, like my shepherd would, you know, and let me like, you know, let's talk about it. And man late night conversations like europeans love to have deep conversations just whenever um and be critical about it and so uh that was definitely challenging for my faith because it was also like okay how do i like defend my faith in a conversation without explicitly sharing the word which i've like memorized and it's like this formula i'm like i want to just present this formula to you but like people aren't going to accept that and that makes total sense too because people are people not projects and so it's like you have to love them and and, you know relate to them to share the gospel and so I did there was a few people um, that I actually got to like explicitly share the word with uh, but it was just definitely knowing when to share the word and and when to share Jesus um, through parable or through my testimony or just by asking questions about their life and taking a genuine interest and so if you look at Jesus that's what he did too um, and so yeah that's so good. I'm so
0: excited for people to hear this episode. Um, And also I was talking to someone who was just in Italy and they said the same thing about Europeans just like wanting to talk so much and yeah. like, wanting to have these like intense deep conversations, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just in general, obviously we can speak more freely about the Lord here and present the gospel. But I mean, there might be a lot of situations for people listening um, where they're like, you know, don't want to drink out in tiger land, but they yeah. want to take care of people. And I think yeah. that could be very easily applied to like even here in America, um, oh, yeah. where that could be really cool, um, and tangible advice, but studying abroad as well, I think that's a yeah. really cool example <laughs> yeah. that you got to be, and I'm just proud to be your friend, that's awesome, oh. um, and so kind of going along with that, um, spreading the gospel in yes. a foreign country, yeah. I've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but it's just something that I feel like is maybe talked about a lot in our circles, but not talked about as much in general, um, in, like, the American Christianity level, but yeah. why is foreign mission so important to you and why should that be important for every other believer? Because I know even before you went to France, you were very into international ministry mm-hmm. and that I'm sure is so important to you now. Oh, and so yeah. kind of just like give us a glimpse into that and why people listening should, um, that should be important to them as well.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned it earlier. I took this class called Perspectives and um, I kind of wanted to take the class because um, Yeah, just in our circles, we hear a lot about like, oh, missions, and the chapel does such a good job of like promoting like, okay, here's what the Lord's desires for us. And what uh, the end goal is, is for the nations, yes, to like be in heaven and for every people group to be represented in heaven one day. And um, yeah, we'll see our Lord when that happens. And I think that that is truly like just a big picture goal. And I'm very like big picture oriented where I'm like, I want to do all the checklist things now, but I also like, I need to have hope. And, uh, that's a big part of why I'm a believer, but yeah, that's our big hope is just that like the nations would know him and, um, yeah, just being so thankful for the way I grew up and like this community that I've grown up in, and um, just made me realize that not everybody has that. And so it is, um, a big thing to be an evangelical and not just a believer um, to profess the the Lord of the nations and to you know just tell people why they're created and tell them who they are not what they want kind of thing um and so yeah if you look in the Bible from the New Testament to Revelation the Lord constantly speaks of letting the nations be known letting um his name be known among the nations rather um and I forget the statistic, but we learned a lot of statistics in uh, perspectives that just kind of put into perspective, I guess, mm-hmm. um, how big of a deal this is to the Lord. And I could be totally wrong, but I think it was like over fifteen hundred verses in the New Testament alone that just mentioned something similar along the lines of like um, the Great Commission, which is like go therefore and spread the gospel. Um, and so, yeah, it's just it is a call that we have and it's not an option that we just have as believers if we want to be obedient and um follow the lord faithfully that that is something that we also get to step into it's like um baptism or like reading the word um or just putting into practice what the lord says and so yeah it's just the word says it um i wish i had a verse to like go to as like a big one but yeah just read read the bible and read the bible with the perspective of like okay um, let me look out for that word, like the nations, it's going to be the same in every translation, the people, um, tongues and, and tribes. Um, and so I think that's so interesting. And like it, it is, it is such a big deal to God. And uh, yeah, he created his people to be a reflection of him. And so they don't know him somebody's gotta say somebody's gonna go and tell them and so it's not like an imposition kind of thing because the Lord has already written on their hearts it's more of like hey how can I walk alongside of you and how can I like call you up and call you up to what you were made to be and not just like call you out of just like you're dead in sin kind of thing and so that goes along with all of like the conversational um gospel sharing and things like that but um yeah it is simply a commandment and we're called to follow that and be obedient.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so how would you say, I guess, people listening, um, who are living in America or even you now, how are you able to carry that out while, um, here in like Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
1: Yeah, so obviously not everybody's meant to go. Um, Of course, people with the desire to go um, should at least go try it. And I say, if that's your dream or if you're just interested in seeing the world, I mean, this world is huge. um, And there's so many things and adventures to go on in between. That being said, there's so many adventures and things to see where you're at. And the Lord has definitely placed me in college. And as much as I'd love to just drop out of college and like do international ministry, I know that wouldn't also be faithful and so it is just seeing okay logistically where has the lord placed me and how can i be faithful with that now and then follow the favor if a door is opening for you to study abroad or if that is like a thing that you want to do just go for it and like he's going to open doors like he's going to do whatever he wants with your life and you just have to be open um so definitely just bringing back the openness of like okay i know this is possible but I also know that this is a huge dream of mine but i might not get that you know like that might not be a door that the lord will open for me um but yeah that's a different story because i think that it is um so I'm gonna <laughs> well, yeah continue. Go, yeah go into
0: that where how do you like what do you think your future looks like yeah in
1: terms of right now um right now i really want to focus on just being faithful where i am um yeah i'm a junior at lsu and so i need to finish strong and I do want to look into doing grad school. Of course, I think I would want to do that abroad again just to kind of have the um, sanctuary a bit of education while being abroad because it does provide a little bit of a cushion and, and comfortness. But um, yeah, I just want to pour in well to the people here. Uh, and I lead high school at a local, I lead. High school ministry at a local <laughs> high school um and yeah i just want to pour faithfully into them because if i can't steward well the gift i've been given here then how am i going to do it when i'm completely detached from all the comfort yeah. when i'm like okay i'm like gripping for anything of comfort or just like rest and peace and like if i can't find that in the lord first and then also with what i have then how am i expected to be faithful over there um and to be sustainable too, uh, because it's not just about going and doing, it's about being sustainable and also stewarding well, just the gift of the gospel and the gift of what the Lord has given us. And so, yeah, I just want to continue to press in here, but there has been some doors opening for international ministry, specifically through Young Life, um, which has just been a door that the Lord is opening over there. I know I mentioned in some countries it's illegal to share the gospel. And so Young Life is a ministry that does like, um, conversational gospel and so they just walk alongside kids and meet them where they're at and um it's going like crazy over there and of course like i'm not surprised that the lord would be springing up wells um where his work is being done and like the harvest is plentiful we know that from the word and so um i do think after college i will probably go abroad again um but also i don't know that's a dream but i'm again being faithful and open to whatever door is open and whatever door is shutting i would love to live everywhere, and do all the things, and then, like, settle near my family when I'm older, but we will just have to see and, and be open with that, so yeah.
0: Okay, that's so good. This episode <laughs> is just so rich, and I'm so excited about it, Um, but kind of before we, like, do some closing things, I just have to ask, because this is, like, such a fun thing, yeah. is you met your boyfriend from studying abroad, yes. which is just crazy, and, like, y'all don't even live in the same continent yeah. right now, so <laughs> kind of what was the process like? How did y'all meet? And then also, like, what made y'all decide to date? Just kind of yeah. like,
1: boy, I want to know everything because I just think this yes. like, so interesting. <laughs> no, I love telling this story and I um, literally will tell it to anybody who listens. So this just makes it a lot easier. <laughs> um, yeah, so his name is Justus and he's from Germany. He actually did his exchange at the same school. So he um, was also doing his abroad and I was doing my abroad. And it's crazy because he wasn't even supposed to be at that school. I wanted to go to Morocco so I technically wasn't supposed to be there either um but this is this is gonna really show my true colors <laughs> but i remember looking around and thinking okay i'm obviously not here for a boyfriend and i'm truly just here for an adventure and then i remember looking around and seeing like the tallest boy in the room being like okay but like he is cute <laughs> and um i'm obsessed with macaroons that's necessary for the uh, precursor to the story but i had asked my roommate jess if she could go get me some macaroons because there was a huge line forming from them and, for them and she was like pushing people out of the way and she was just trying to get me like just such a faithful friend trying to give me my macaroons and she was he was one of the people that she pushed out of the way and so he kind of like followed her back to our group and i was like standing there with my hands full of macaroons and i had one in my mouth so i was like not talking just having a great time and he walked up and uh, just started a conversation with us and yeah well my friends thought he was cute and they were like well let's invite him to dinner later and he came to dinner, and. We just kind of hit it off and one as the night went along we just had started a conversation and he looked at a bracelet i'm actually wearing it today i wear it all the time and it says perhaps the lord um it's the story based out of esther for those who are curious and he was like oh like are you a believer and that just took me completely by surprise because um yeah university students in europe aren't really like professing christians and if they are then and um, typically, they're not just like asking random people about their faith and, and going deeper. Um, and so that was something that I hadn't experienced while I was there, even though it was like two weeks in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, let me tell you about it. Because just, again, like taking any opportunity to present the gospel or just to talk about Jesus. And it uh, turns out this guy is like super sound, has like grown up in an amazing uh, community. And it's just super wise. And so I was like, Whoa, like I just met my first like believer friend and like other than my roommate. Um and so yeah, just continued to like invite him in, invite him to church and yeah, it kind of evolved from there. Um he was like, I knew when I saw you that I was gonna like ask you out and I was like, Well I thought you were cute. So (laughs) uh yeah, the rest is kind of history as they say, but it was just yeah, we decided to date because um we both believers, both had the same goals um in life and our lives genuinely like line up as far as like we could tell and uh that might seem hard because now we have to do like long distance which is could be a whole podcast in itself but um yeah, we started dating and, and just first and foremost agreed that the Lord is gonna be the center of what holds us together because we come from completely different cultures, completely different mother tongues. Like he's completely fluent in English, but that is not how he can express himself the best. Like that's not how the Lord created him. And so um that does look like me learning a third language <laughs> later, but um, yeah, it we just had to really hone in and, and say, like, okay, we have these emotions of like, I think you're cute and you're cool and all these things about you, um, just like a grand adventure of a person. And yeah, we just truly have to overlook all of that and and just go to the Lord and hang on that. Um, and then if it works out and we continue to do that as we go about our lives, then it is truly a gift and something that the Lord is going to do whatever he pleases with. And I think it's, it makes me so excited just to think about, but I think it's going to be awesome
0: yeah oh that's really so sweet and i yes. got to meet him too which for a very brief amount of time but he was just the best <laughs> in the stories like out of
1: a movie like yeah it's so yeah. crazy and definitely incredible. my dream situation <laughs> so yeah
0: um but I'm just so glad that you got to be on here and so thankful for your wisdom and yeah. for getting to kind of shine a new perspective on people studying abroad because I'm sure they're not even thinking about finding community yeah um when going there and so is there anything you kind of wanted to add before we wrap up or anything you think that people should know
1: um, yeah, I just definitely say be all in wherever you are. That's been kind of my life mantra is like be all in and be ball and kind of thing. Um, that was like the LSU basketball slug last year, <laughs> oh shameless, shameless plug, but I love basketball. Um, so watch more basketball and just, yeah, be all in where you're at. Um, and the Lord will lead you and he's sovereign. He's going to do whatever he wants to do through you and just take time to really be honest with yourself and, um, make space to say, okay, who has the Lord created me to be? What are my dreams? And don't be afraid to dream and dream big. That's another mantra, but just to go for it. And the Lord will use you, whatever your personality, your background, where you're going, um, or what your situation may be.
0: Okay, so before you close, could you just pray for everyone listening, especially those who may be planning to study abroad this summer and the fall and the spring, and just in general, that um, listeners would be a light um, for the kingdom.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Lord, thank you. Thank you for conversation and just the gift that you've given us of fellowship and communication. Lord, thank you that you give us emotions and desires and dreams to glorify you. Father, I pray that you would just soften my heart and Lauren's heart as she continues this podcast. Um, may you bless it, Father, and may you just soften the hearts of the listeners, man. Open, open the ears of those listening, um, and just lead us to where you would call us, Father. Let us tune our ears to hear your voice. Um, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Let us be stewards of your word um, and go forth. Um, Father, I just pray for those who do not know you, that they would be led to you or led to your people, um, that your people would be faithful in sharing, um, inviting them in in stories and taking a genuine interest. Father, uh, we love you and we acknowledge your presence. And it's all by your spirit and in your name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'll see everyone next week.